An Irish independent digital subscription doesn't just get you the news. It gets you the best of Ireland's stories all in one place. Whether it's the best of politics, business, sport, entertainment or lifestyle. Get it all for just €4 Euro a month for 12 months when you first subscribe. Visit independent.ie forward slash subscribe today. Irish Independent. Terms and conditions apply. Cancel any time. This week on Crime World... There was a Republican police from 1920. I mean, the IRA was effectively trying to run an underground government. And actually, there was a crime wave. 1919, 1920, there's a wave of bank robberies, post office robberies, robberies of individuals, robberies of pubs in Dublin and in rural areas as well. So the IRA tried to actually clamp down on that. They, on occasion, solving bank robberies and giving the money back to the banks. Now, I'm Nicola Talent, and you can listen to my podcast, Crime World, wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to the Throw-In Independent.ie's GA podcast. I'm Will Slattery and ahead of this weekend's All-Ireland Football semi-final between Kerry and Mayo, I caught up with Colm Keys of the Irish Independent, Vincent Hogan of the Irish Independent and Rory O'Connor of Rory's Story to talk about the big game. I started off by asking Vincent about Kieran Donahue's role in the Kerry team currently and how amazing it is that in 2017 he's still playing every bit as good as he did in 2006. Yeah, there's a lot of talk in Kerry that Morris Fitz's addition to the backroom staff has been huge for the forwards, that he's doing a lot of one-to-ones with them. And if you look at Donahue's goal the last day, he had an awful lot to do having made that incredible catch. You know, his footwork, the way he adjusted, the way he got away from the defender and, and the finish. It, it suggests to me he's gone up a, a notch from... The Donaghy we thought was in his prime a good few years ago. And, and I'm really pleasantly surprised by that because I know, for example, he was gutted when the Gooch retired and he didn't expect the Gooch to retire. And they've been very, very close and very tight and everything he did on the pitch, the Gooch kind of took him under his wing and Donaghy came in, was at 06, was his first year and, and, and the Gooch would be talking to him. And I think the Gooch retiring was a real blow to Donaghy psychologically because he'd already committed to staying for another season. And I think he probably had... a a little period where he was having second thoughts, am I staying too long now? If, if the Gooch is deciding he's going, maybe I should go too. But I get the impression Morris Fitz has been in his ear a lot. He looks a real weapon, and it's going to be really interesting to see how Mayo cope with him. It looked like he'd forgotten Gooch's advice of passing the ball to the net against Galway as well, because he just lettered it completely. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. But, but there's a confidence about him. And look, there's nobody in football. I remember years ago when he came through first, Cork tried to do the same with Michael Cusson. And... It just wasn't going to work because what we see with, with Donaghy is this extraordinary fluidity to his movement. And he's been playing basketball all his life. Basketball is his first sport, effectively. And he has this wonderful fluidity and comfort going up for a ball with one hand and adjusting as he's coming down. And I think he's unique. He's absolutely unique. It'd be a shame when he does go. But, you know, may I have to have a plan for him next Sunday? Yeah, Colin... How do you think Mayo will deal with him? Jerk Hafferty was taken out of the team for the replay. It did seem to shore up their full back line somewhat, although they weren't really tested against Ross Common. So how do you feel they'll go about trying to stop him? Huge question for them. A really, really big question in light of the two games in 2014 because, as we recall, Donaghy missed the All-Ireland quarterfinal. He wasn't used in the quarterfinal uh, against Galway in 2014. And, you know, he spoke afterwards about 
going home that evening and really, really considering his future and lying on the couch and taking the dogs for a walk out onto the strand. And he was really in deep thought about, you know, where am I going on this team? And within three weeks, he still hadn't made the team, but he, he came off the bench at a time when Mayo were very much in the ascendancy, down to 14 men, and Kerry were in need of something. And it was like a last throw at the dice. And he actually came on at midfield initially in that game and drifted into full forward, caught a ball, won a free for Brian Sheehan, then caught another ball. And at that stage, Mayo were spooked and they were really in disarray. And he laid off to James O'Donoghue and Kieran O'Leary kicked an equaliser. And of course, in Limerick, he was like a wrecking ball to Mayo and especially Ger Cafferkey. And Ger really, you know, struggled in a very, very good defender, very astute defender. But the momentum that Donaghy brought to Limerick that evening was phenomenal and it carried, very much carried Kerry over the line. So it's a huge question now. Do they restore Cafferkey and try and match him up with, with Kieran Donaghy, especially in the form that he's in, going back to Limerick and to Crow Park? Maybe that's a bit of a risk. Uh, Donald Vaughan is a very disciplined defender. He has a bit of size about him. But that too is risky because uh, in the air, it wouldn't be one of his main strengths. I mean, he's, he's mainly, he's a very, very good strike runner and link player. And, you know, at half back and at midfield, and even the last day, he was resurgent. Uh, Brendan Harrison has played in a two-man full, full back line there. But again, he's more used to a pacier type of player. Uh, if you recall, a few years ago, uh, Mayo played Donegal in the North Ireland quarterfinal and they used Barry Moran as a screen in front of Michael Murphy and it worked to great effect. It forced Michael Murphy out to the wings. But Barry Moran is only back from injury and that too would be a huge risk for, for Mayo. So every, every possible avenue for them is stacked with risk. They could also play Lee Keegan at full back there. Lee Keegan is a very, very physical player, very tuned in, mentally so strong. He is arguably the strongest player mentally maybe there is. And we saw that in his contests with Dermot Connolly and Sean Kavanagh last year. And whatever job he is asked to do, he generally carries out. And it is an option for them coming back into the team. But his strength against Roscommon in the drawing game was where he pushed forward and the scores that he took. So it really is a huge decision for Mayo. And I'm naming out options here and I can, List you know, po po pros and cons for them all. And I, I really, I really don't know. And it's the, it's six days before the game. And I really don't know. I'm sure they have some fixed, of course they have some fixed plan because it is the biggest question for them this week, what they do. I think probably Vaughan, but I'm not sure. Rory, it's, it's crazy that Colm's talking about Kieran Donahue being the big question for Mayo to deal with. Like, this is a guy well into his 30s who in 2015, as he alluded to, was pretty much off the radar. And now he's back to being pretty much the fulcrum of the carry attack with Ganey and who feeding off him. Yeah, well, I tell you what, if I was an inter-county or a club manager nowadays, I'd have all my team playing basketball in the off-season. <laughs> I'm not even messing. Like, you look at what it's done to Donahue, you look at what it's done to Aidan O'Shea. Like, see, what happens in basketball is it's all about the rebound. Obviously, the ball hits and comes back, and it's all about hands in the air, catching ball cleanly. And that's a skill that's huge, obviously, in the GA. And Donahue this year, but his, his, his positioning is incredible. Like, he's a nightmare to mark. Like, people say, you know, stand behind and break the ball. He's that big and awkward. You actually can't even break it on him. His hands are so up in the air. So... Like then they're saying about let him catch, let him catch it, come down, surround him. That's a terrible tactic as well because his hands are so quick. By the time he comes down, the ball's gone. So 
I don't know how you mark them, to be honest with you. Like, if the, it's all about the ball in. Like, you know, if a ball is kicked in from the middle of the field, it's it's hard to catch. But it's that cross-field ball that, it's like a kick-out. It hangs in the air, which is a beautiful ball to catch for the likes of Donny. And I just don't see how they're going to mark him. If the, if the right ball goes in, he's going to do damage one way or another. Um, maybe a good old-fashioned knee in the back, get him off the field. I don't know. Take it for the team. Take a red card. Get out there. Bring Donny with you. I don't know. But uh, I know that's a bit back in the seventies. Mick Lyons would have done a no ball. You like, know you're a Mead man, Rory. Ah, well, sometimes. Well, listen, when Mead were successful, we done that, you know. So, um, but regarding the game, I think we were talking off air about the midfield battle is going to be interesting because Morn and Mar are extremely good midfielders, but they're not mobile in regards to the way the game has gone now. And I think that's where Mayo can run them. Like the Parsons can end up getting a couple of scores. Shamey O'Shea is another very mobile midfielder. Aidan O'Shea. So that's the running game. I don't want to see them going back to this acting the mag, as they call it, at the back. Drive out. Lee Keegan, Colin Boyle. All these lads. Drive, 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 drive. And that's the only way I can see you know Mayo winning, which I do think they are going to win. You heard it here first. I think Mayo are going to be carry on Sunday. Well, Vincent, I guess what, what makes this game so fascinating is Mayo seem to be hitting their back to their peak at just the right time. If they had maybe squeaked by Roscommon the first day by a point, maybe the build-up wouldn't be as exciting, but they were back to their best in that replay. But was that maybe a bit of a mirage because Roscommon were so poor? I was talking to Tomas about that this morning because we are discussing the, the column for, the, for this week. And, you know, it's very hard to know what to make of that game because it's like, to, to, to my mind, Kevin McStay nearly started overthinking things, you know, some of the players he left off. And, you know, Mayo seemed to just remember who they were and who the opposition were. And they would always, if you, at the start of the year, they would have absolutely expected to run over Roscommon. And that's what they did in, 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 the, in, the, in, the, in the replay. But you can't get out of your head either how they've struggled this year. You know, going to extra time with Derry, going to extra time with Cork. And just not looking like a team terribly happy with themselves. Now, where they find themselves now is exactly where they have to be. But all of the doubts about all of the people in that group remain unchanged. And they're going in against a Kerry team that are managed very astutely, tactically by Fitzmaurice. He will have a plan. He, he won't just go out there and think... Kerry footballers will always be better than Mayo footballers. He'll have a plan to make life very difficult for the Mayo team. Obviously, what they did against Roscommon was running off the shoulder at pace. They're a powerful team. They're a physical team. But it's a very interesting one. I, I think the two semi-finals coming up, Will, are really interesting. Um, I don't think it's a given at all that Kerry will win this. I'd slightly fancy them, but Mayo could make it very difficult for them. Yeah, Colm, the... Mayo half back line was on fire in the replay against Roscombe. The Kerry half forward line with Johnny Buckley, a very good player, but maybe not the paciest man in the world. How do you think the Kerry half forward line will match up with that half back line if they are going on those uphill raids? Uh, it depends who's playing, uh, obviously, in that Mayo half back line, but there is great pace there if, obviously, if Lee Keegan is restored there or if Patrick Durkin is one of the quickest players around, too. And the last day, as we said, that they just broke from through, through every potential crevice and every avenue Mayo just went for it and that was the Mayo team of 2012 to 2014 especially and you know they probably did in 2014 that was their year I would have felt they were playing well enough and that second half against Kerry until Donaghy imposed himself on the game was as good as we have seen from Mayo I'd say at any stage and we probably thought they were very good against Roscommon but Lee Keegan was off the field that day he was sent off and in that second half they took a five-point deficit 
and they made it into a five-point advantage just through sheer force of will and through Aidan O'Shea and Colin Boyle was magnificent. That was 2014, and that was the style of game that they had then, and they really took it. And I, I was delighted to see them go back to that and to throw off the shackles and the caution because I don't think it suits them. And they played with a sweeper last year, and it seemed to work towards the latter end of the year, but... It was just a caution about them, but they just need that breakneck, that frenetic nature that, that, that they've brought to their football in, in the current era. And it served them very well the last day. Uh, as regards the matchups, I think Donica Walsh will, if Keegan is, is restored to half back, I think Donica Walsh will more likely, will more likely play on him. Um, but I don't think they're all that relevant. I think it's a collective effort by Kerry to try and stop them breaking through and that will be the emphasis. And uh, Interesting to see who lines up beside David Moran at midfield, whether it will be uh, Anthony Maher this time or Jack Barry. Jack Barry has that bit of mobi- mobility which may just suit Tom Parsons. It's interesting, I asked you earlier about Derek McGrath maybe not being loved in his own county. Like Stephen Rochford got Mayo closer than pretty much any man other than John Martin to winning in All-Ireland. Has them back in the semi-final this year, but before the replay, there was a lot of pieces going around being, oh, if Kevin McStay was in charge of Mayo, what could they potentially look like? So he's another man maybe not getting the love from his own supporters despite doing quite well with them. Absolutely, and, and, and I think there's been something quite heroic about Mayo this year, that it hasn't been going well for them. The, the football hasn't been flowing. But the character that they've been showing, I mean, whatever people can say about Mayo over the years and just coming up short, I mean, this is a Mayo team, let's be honest, that has given Dublin huge problems, that has given Kerry huge problems, taken both of those to replays. And it's kind of overlooked that character that's in that group. If you go to the first game against Roscommon, 12 minutes gone, you're seven points down. And you're a team in crisis. Everybody's been saying all season you're a team in crisis. And now suddenly two soccer blows... 12 points down, or seven points down after 12 minutes. The way they dug it out and the way they're just fighting for each other is heroic. They're obviously playing for Rochford. Whatever kinks have been in the system, maybe the last day has gotten them out of it. And they're they're a very dangerous team now. And I agree with you. You can say that maybe Rochford is being doubted, but look at the support they bring. I I was talking to Alan Cadigan last week who was down watching his brother Owen in the, in the game in the Gaelic grounds, the Cork-Mayo game that went to extra time. I think there was 13,000 at that game. Probably 12 Al- and a half from... Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Alan Cadigan <laughs> said 500 from Cork at best. The Mayo supporters are with this team. There's no question. They, and and, and, and they, they deserve to be with this team because there's been something hugely heroic about Mayo this summer. You go to any league match in McHale Park on a Saturday night or a Sunday afternoon between February... March and April, and it's guaranteed to be anything between 10 and 14, 15,000, irrespective. They just have that block of support that will follow them to the end of the earth, and they're, they're fantastic, and they've certainly got good value this year. I mean, Mayo have taken themselves out of a lot of precarious situations against Derry, against Clare even. They reversed a, a, a deficit, and obviously against Cork, they were taken down the wire to extra time before a drawn game. But at some stage between the drawn and replayed game, they just took hold and said, no more, let's, let's really go for this. And I think there was a collective decision at some point to say, let's return to old values here and let's really go for it and, and, and kill off a team and, and really drive on. And I think they'll get a lot from that. I think they'll get a lot of satisfaction from the fact that they've, they've been able to reach that level and the knowledge that they can actually go to that level again 
will will really stand to them, I think, against Kerry, that they know that when they press the button, that they can really go for it. And it's a very, very, very tricky game for but Kerry. Even in like, maybe it could be wrong, for I'm sitting, I think they're in the best position now the last four. Yes, on paper, Dublin are extremely strong. Tyrone's defensive system. But defensive system against who, like... Dublin against who we're, we're playing unreal no one really and, and same with Kerry they've all slanted through the best I suppose intensity they've seen all year is probably A versus B games where Mayo have been through dogfights all year long yes the opposition isn't great but what that does it, it brings the heart and, and the togetherness you know of any team and I, I tell you if I was on the Mayo team in a, in a meeting this week I'm saying lads this is it we've been over all these stumbling blocks Every time Mio play a big team, they always raise their game. If they play a poor team, they lower their game. It's the way they do it. So I really do think they're in an unbelievable position. Yes, I, I have a serious soft spot for Mio, but just because of, of in any walk of life, the way they they just keep going. They never give up, like, you know, and you can question all this curse and all this crap, but they just keep going, keep going. And the supporters are incredible GA people. They follow them to the back of the world, you know, and and beyond and just they need a bit of luck, you know what I mean? They've had horrific luck. Go back to 96, the hot ball. Go back to two of the dirtiest, scutteriest goals you've ever seen in your life last year. Replacing your goalkeeper in a replay. Oh, that's not bad luck. But it's bonkers. Someone is after making it. it. But it's bonkers. I know it's not luck, but it's just someone... It's overthinking things. It that, is. That's, like, that's maybe that's what I don't like Stephen Rogers that much. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, and like, I felt so sorry for Rob Henley. I really did that. I know it was just a horrible scenario for any player, but... I just I hope that you know they bring this running game and go at Kerry. Yes, Kerry full forward line are exceptionally good and can destroy you if they if they're on song. But bit of luck for me, oh please God. Well, I know who you're tipping anyway, Vincent. <laughs> who do you expect to come through, Kerry versus Mayo? Just because I think Fitzmaurice is so astute, I, I think Kerry will edge it, but I think it'll be a really close one. Colin, yeah, I think Kerry too. I think uh, I just feel that. Oh no! <laughs> come on, Mayo. <laughs> I feel that James O'Donoghue, Kieran Donaghy, and uh, especially Paul Geaney, who has turned out to be quite close to being the best forward in the game at the moment, just will will bring more to this than may than maybe Mayo can produce. But I thought what Mayo did the last day was, as I said earlier, a return to old values and puts them right in there with a great chance. Your Mayo all winning intro will have to stay in the drawer a little longer. Vincent. Now, well, I'd, I'd, now I'd, will. I would love to write the Mayo All Ireland story because because you know you go back to fifty one and I know this thing about the curse is that, is there two of that team still alive? I think so. Yeah. And uh, you know you, you you think of the pressure on those poor guys. You know <laughs> <laughs> it would be it would be lovely. You you you, Not you, safe you, at all, you, you, you think of the the diaspora that come over every time they're in an All Ireland final and the emotion of these people. I think it would be just the GA story of all GA stories. I agree with you. And, well, who are you going for? Don't let me down. Let's have a draw here. I actually think Mayo might. Yeah. I, I would agree with the last. That's from this three last yeah, few weeks. That's all it is. Really. It is. I've been spending too much time with you, Rory. <laughs> yeah. But thanks to Vincent Rory and Colin for joining us for our football discussion. We'll be back next Monday to review Kerry versus Mayo. Until then, you can subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or independent.ie. So thanks so much for listening. Goodbye.